Hello, everyone, and welcome to the United Way of Greater Waterbury's podcast, The Way Forward. Our podcast looks to introduce you to the people behind the scenes, creating the impact in our community, as well as the people's lives that have been changed. Each program, we will have a specific focus on one of the many aspects of United Way's work in the community to pull back the curtain on how your dollars and volunteerism is creating the change in the community we all want to see. Today's podcast is brought to you by United Way Platinum sponsor, Post University. Post makes it personal. Learn more at post.edu. All right, welcome everyone to United Way's The Way Forward podcast. I have the pleasure of being with Renee Young today. She's a community impact manager of United Way Greater Waterbury, and she's actually going to be talking to us a little bit about the youth who are facing the challenge of homelessness, and also about some youth who have decided to make a difference in the community. So welcome, Renee. Thank you. So Renee, I know that we were talking briefly about this new youth volunteer opportunity called Upstarters at United Way. Can you tell me a little bit about that program? Yes. So Upstarters was the dream of last year's United Way campaign chairs, Grant Copeland and his daughter, Ella, that's now becoming a reality. Ella was the youngest campaign chair in our history, and she felt very passionate about youth becoming involved in the community. Upstarters are between the ages of 10 and 17, and the groups take many forms. The youth drive it by zeroing in on projects that align with at least one of the three impact areas for United Way of Greater Waterbury. That's education, financial stability, and basic needs. And then they come up with the strategies to help it. That's great. So today I know that we're focusing mostly on homelessness, and I understand that there was two groups recently that put their focus on this area. Can you talk a little bit about those two groups? Yes. So in March and April, Jackie Sinatra, a sixth grade teacher at Terrell Middle School in Wolcott, did a unit where they researched the homeless crisis in America and learned how people respond to the needs of others. We helped arrange a guest speaker from one of our partners at the Salvation Army who offered to give the kids a first-hand account of homelessness and poverty issues in our community. In order to bring this unit to life and make it even more meaningful to the students, Mrs. Sinatra partnered with us to get the students to take on a leadership role as upstarters in fighting to solve fundamental poverty issues taking place right here in our greater Waterbury community. It was the kids who decided the focus would be on homelessness. That's great. So basically, there was an adult champion involved, and the kids took it from there. Yes, absolutely. The students worked collaboratively in groups to discuss what issues they believed most impact their community and came up with a plan to address those issues. In the end, each group planned a fundraiser that they carried out. Uh, Some examples are bake sale uh, at a sports complex, or one group planned a slipper day where a $2 uh, donation was required but gave permission for that youth to wear slippers to school uh, on that day. And a few groups made friendship bracelets and sewed them for $2 each. Most fundraisers took place in school unless they were otherwise approved by teachers or parents to do it elsewhere. I love the creativity. So after they got all of these funds, who decided where those funds went? 
the kids actually were able to make the decision of where the funds were applied. And that's the great thing about Upstarters. They are looking at the issues in the community. They are deciding which issues they want to make an impact on, and they have a say on where the funds that they raise can be applied. This particular group in Wolcott learned about the United Way of Greater Waterbury's Flexible Assistance Fund, which helps families that are facing a one-time crisis that can put them in jeopardy of homelessness to prevent that from happening. So they got the picture where the, the best way to help someone in need who is facing homelessness is to prevent it from happening in the first place. And the Flexible Assistance Fund has proved to be very successful. Um, it's helped over 500 households and it has a 91% success rate. So the kids really understood that and they made the decision to apply those funds to the Flexible Assistance Fund. That's just outstanding. So I understand there was another group out of Southbury that took a different approach and focused on helping homeless teens. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, Maddie DePerna is the uh, youth champion in that area. She started an Upstarters group, um, which started with 12 kids with the support of her mom, Mariah, and now that group has grown to 50. We joined them for their first meeting at a restaurant in Southbury, where youth discussed needs and ideas writing them down on flip charts, and they zeroed in on a population people tend to forget, teens who are homeless in and around Waterbury. They engaged Panera Bread as a partner to raise funds with a portion of each purchase going to the effort. They also coordinated with Stop and Shop to collect personal care items and then sorted the hundreds of items that they collected and delivered them to United Way partner Waterbury Youth Services for their Homeless Youth Resource Center. It was really a great success. It took several carloads to deliver it all. That's really incredible and I think you've made a great point about this invisible homeless group that people just, they don't see. Um, and I love what the Upstarters and what these groups are doing. I think it's very creative and it's obviously making an impact on the community. Yes, we were very, very excited about all the great work that's going on. We even had a third group that stepped up from the city of Waterbury Elementary School, Gil Martin, and they did a similar project where they wanted to support homeless teens in our community and uh, ran a fundraiser within the school that would support the Waterbury Youth Homeless Resource Center. Well, thank you so much, Renee, for joining us. It's incredible what's going on out there and these stories that you shared with us. So thank you for being here. Thank you. And we're going to move it forward on the way forward with Marianne Milanofi from Waterbury Youth Services, who is going to tell us a little bit more about this invisible population. Just a reminder that the United Way Let's Create the Change annual campaign is underway, and you can learn more about it at unitedwaygw.org. And we are back at the United Way The Way Forward podcast, and I am now joined by Marianne Milanofi, who is a youth counselor at the Waterbury Youth Services, which is a United Way partner agency, and she's going to be talking to us a little bit about youth homelessness. So, Marianne, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So, is there a youth homeless problem in this area? Um, yes, there is a problem here, um, and quite frankly, probably everywhere, as um, youth homelessness you know, touches all of our communities. Um, we are the Youth and Family Emergency Services program at Waterbury Youth Services. I'm a youth counselor there, 
and we see in the last two years we've seen about 40 homeless youth per year in the last two years. Um, it is kind of an unseen population. Um, the youth face a lot of, you know, traumatic can face traumatic things when they're homeless and they may not want to come forward. So it is great to be able to put attention on this population that does need our help. So what do you think is behind this problem? Um, there are a lot of um, causations um, for youth homelessness. Um, some of them are related to dysfunction in the family. It could be long-term dysfunction, where there's domestic violence in the home. There could be fighting amongst parents. There could be fighting between the youth and their parents. Substance use in the home. Sometimes um, the, parent, the parent's home becomes unstable, and when the uh, parents have to find uh, a new home, the family could split up. And sometimes when youth are around the age of 18 to 24, um, these families may assume that they're sort of ready to kind of live on their own, but they don't quite have the um, independent living skills or the resources to do so. So they become sort of disenfranchised from their home and trying to you know, find ways to survive. Also another reason for homelessness could be youth exiting foster care. Um, where if they don't stay on for support and they, um, you know, just exit from foster care and are not closely connected to um, a family, they could find themselves in a homeless situation as well. So tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing at Waterbury Youth Services to help this problem. Our program, which is largely funded by the United Way, um, has been running for over 25 years. Um, it's really a great program and um, I am the youth counselor there, but we also often have MSW interns from um, various different schools helping the program to also serve the youth. And we, we also um, look for grants to also support our program where we can provide funding for transportation. Transportation is a big issue for the youth and other types of funding to get them connected, like turning their cell phone on so that they can make their calls and get connected to their family. So yeah, we connect one-to-one -one with the youth. We meet um, for individual appointments. We um, are open Monday through Friday and also Saturday from 10 to 1 for Homeless Youth Drop-In Center. And um, we can also meet with youth and their families as well if they, ha if they need family counseling. We, we do connect them with um, resources, all kinds of resources in the community to kind of support um, bolstering their, their needs up. That's a great kind of overview of what you guys are offering, but are there any like, you know, recent success stories that you've, you've seen some youth come in and, and you've seen something come out of it? Are there any, you know, recent examples that you may have for us? Um, yes, so we try to make a success uh, with each client that we do meet. Um, some clients are connecting to mental health services for the first time and you know some clients have been really derailed from their goals and needed help navigating how to apply for college so we do have a young man who um, his family life was unstable for a long time due to domestic violence in the home when he was in the home, he found himself often caring for his siblings and kind of wasn't spending time on his own educational goals. So finally, upon graduation from high school, he sort of 
became involved in with other people's kind of issues and sort of didn't start the application for college even though he had a great aptitude to do so. So we provided some financial support for filling out the college application and support to navigate the whole, you know, situation of did you fill out your FAFSA and all kinds of college stuff. And now he's been accepted to the school that he's always wanted to go to and so he'll find himself starting school very soon. We had another client who had been homeless um, after leaving um, a foster home that she could no longer stay in and found herself living home to home um, in a very unstable situation. She's very focused on basic needs, um, getting food and just making sure she had a safe place to sleep and so it kind of, she wasn't able to continue to develop in that young adult kind of phase. We were able to work with her and connect with um, 211 where they did find, did have a, like a long-term housing solution for her so now she is in a supportive program where she is able to, she's now enrolled in adult education and she's sort of back on track. She, she's able to, and at the time she was pregnant so we supported her through her pregnancy making sure she got the doctor's appointments that she needed and then now her child is healthy, she's caring for her child and sort of had a lot of needs but is doing much, much better now. So it was a great success story because she's really feels like she's kind of running her own little home right now. That's great. And I mean, what a great small example of what you guys are providing for these youth homeless. You just brought up basic needs and I don't think it even dawned on me that the homeless youth don't have access to just basic necessities like toothbrushes and deodorants and we actually just had Renee in here uh, talking about the Upstarters program and they were talking about bringing carloads of these supplies to you. Can you talk a little bit about what you're doing for the homeless youth just on the basic side of things? Yeah, so basic needs are a huge help to our um, services to the homeless youth. Um, they come in and they literally don't have clothing. They don't. We, we get donated clothing and um, providing them with their basic needs is really kind of protecting their dignity and empowering them to take care of themselves. Um, so, you know, we kind of take for granted that we can just wake up in our homes and be able to do that with our hygiene supplies at homes, but these kids literally have nothing. So, you seem very passionate about this. What got you into this in the first place? I've always had a um, need to be in the helping field and want to help others. Um, I've always been passionate about helping youth and families. I feel that investing in our youth is investing in the change of tomorrow and our future. So I think it's the best investment that I can make of my time. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the United Way, The Way Forward podcast. It's amazing what you guys are doing uh, for the community and for the youth homelessness. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for tuning in and we will see you next time on The Way Forward. It's a hand up and not a hand.